tomorrow morning, uh, we will be broadcasting live from Scramblers. Friday Road Show sponsored by Affordable Towing. So if you're out and about, want to have some breakfast somewhere or lunch for breakfast, we will be there. The doors do open at 6 a.m. We're going to kick off the the morning and play some audio from yesterday's testimony. Uh, Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland, this was the House Judiciary Committee hearing, and this was an opportunity for questions to be asked that are more about making a point that need to be made. I, I, like so many of you, deal with the frustration of watching these hearings and then the feeling that nothing ever comes of it. And at times, I know that so many of us are or at least I have felt this way, I've expressed it. Uh, you know what? I'd rather you just not even question I, if, if nothing's going to happen. But then I do, I think, have uh, more clarity and think at least then there's got to be some Americans that for the first time are hearing some of this stuff. Uh, people that are generally getting their information from pop culture or the mainstream news. And, you know, as far as they know, Merrick Garland is the most amazing, honest, ethical guy that exists. And there's no corruption at all within the Department of Justice. And, and you know, uh, everything is squeaky clean. And then they have an opportunity perhaps to see uh, not just the questions, but the answers and 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 There's an opportunity there, and if we get to the point, which some would argue we are at the point, where uh, even when all of that information is put out there, well, what if we still have a majority of Americans that are like, I like corrupt governments, and I like that side, and there's more of us than you, so you're just all going to have to deal with that. Well, I guess we'll just deal with that when we get there, and perhaps we already to some degree are there, and of course we are dealing with it. Um, so I, I, I want to go ahead and jump over. We're going to get the latest news and, and I want to get things underway because there is going to be quite a bit of audio, uh, coming up here. I mean, not the whole show, obviously, but in, in this hour that, uh, I've gone through and I, and I've picked out, um, and, um, I think it'll illustrate just the overall encompassing, theme of yesterday, which of course is, you know, Merrick Garland is going to evade. He's going to uh, mislead. He's going to not remember a lot of very important things. One of the big takeaways is uh, he he claimed that he just does not remember ever uh, talking to anyone or if rather he talked to anyone in the FBI about the Hunter Biden case, which of course is ludicrous. You're talking about one of the most high-profile cases that exist, a a case that had been dragging on year after year after year, a case that your boss, his son, it involves his son, a case that your boss is out there telling the American people he did nothing wrong, which some would argue is interfering with an investigation when you are out there, the, the people who work for you in the executive branch of the Department of Justice, the FBI, and you're out there publicly saying he didn't do anything wrong. All of these components and Merrick Garland, he can't remember if he ever discussed 
If he really genuinely cannot remember something like that, the guy has the same potential mental and cognitive issues that Joe Biden has, and he should not be in that position. But that was one of the many takeaways. We'll play some of the audio coming up for you. Let's go ahead and jump over. Get the latest news update. Good morning. I'm Color 10's Jesse Inman. Authorities in Taney County are looking for a vehicle involved in a hit and run that put a woman in the hospital. This happened last night on Highway 76 in Kirbyville. According to State Patrol, a vehicle hit a woman on the right edge of the westbound lane and then left the scene. The woman was taken to a hospital in Springfield with moderate injuries, and authorities don't have a description of the vehicle. We'll let you know when we learn more. And a heads up for drivers who've been taking detours all week as crews work to repair that major sinkhole on James River Freeway. There is a chance that lanes could be reopened sooner than tomorrow's target date. MoDOT had to dig out 20 to 30 foot deep in that hole to make repairs. They also had to excavate three lanes and a shoulder. From Color 10 News, I'm Jesse Inman. The first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Mostly sunny today, high of 82, a bit warmer. Tonight, a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 8, 8 p.m., uh, low around 64 overnight with a 60% chance of showers and thunderstorms throughout the day tomorrow, otherwise mostly sunny, high near 80, and Saturday, a 40% chance of showers. Otherwise, again, mostly sunny with a high near 83. One of the first exchanges I want to play here is from a, this is uh, Merrick Garland being questioned by members of the House Judiciary Committee. One of those members is a representative congressman by the name of Jeff Andrew, Jeffrey Andrew. He is from New Jersey. And among other things, his focus of questioning was largely regarding the classification of certain groups of Americans by the Biden administration, by the Department of Justice, as being domestic terrorists and, and treating them as such. The area in which Merrick Garland tried to play, and you'll hear it here, the how dare you card was regarding Catholics. And the fact that this administration, secretly, before it was exposed, and this is, this is where I was talking about this, these hearings can be valuable to the American people, because I suspect most Americans don't realize that this administration had been secretly infiltrating Catholic churches with FBI members for the purposes of monitoring and, and Lord knows what else. So he was asked that question, and here is the exchange. Through the chair, I ask you, do you agree that traditional Catholics are violent extremists? Okay. I have question. no idea what, your, what the traditional uh, means here. Catholics that go to church. May I answer your question? Yes The idea no. that someone with my family background would discriminate against any religion is so outrageous, Mr. so absurd. Mr. Attorney General, it was your FBI question. that did this. It was your FBI that was sending, and we have the memos, we have the emails, we're sending undercover agents into Catholic churches. Both I and the director this of the FBI the, have said the that we were appalled, have said that we were appalled by that memo. So then you agree the that FBI, they're not extremists? We were appalled by that memo. Are they extremists or not, Attorney General? I think that are they extremists or not, Attorney General? Everything in that memo is are appalling. they extremists or not? I'm asking a simple question. Say no if you think that was wrong. Catholics are not extremists. No. Was anyone fired for drafting and circulating the anti-Catholic memo? 
You have in front of you the inspection uh, division's investigation. Just tell me yes or no, please. I don't know. We have no time. I don't know the answer to that. All right, so three three components to this. One, and this is something, the, the feigned outrage that Democrats often do, people on the left, and that is to try and essentially build a, a force field around themselves that creates an atmosphere in which, how dare you question me because I'm a victim? Uh, they, they pick people that you cannot criticize, you cannot question, because if you do, you are attacking my victimhood status. And so Merrick Garland, he played this, how dare you, given the fact that my, my family history, and I, I think his family, they were from Belarus, his parents or grandparents, and it you know, escaped the Nazis, and, and, uh, and you know, that's part of the story of, of his parents and or grandparents. But the fact of the matter is, and Congressman Jeff Van Drew pointed this out, okay, whatever, but this is what your FBI did. You can act as outraged as you want. But this is, it does not change the fact that on your watch, the people that you are responsible for were infiltrating Catholic churches. The second component to this that is noteworthy is what it took five or six times before he could finally get him to, you know, so backed into a corner that he had no choice but to claim he doesn't think Catholics are extreme. How hard is that question? At? He had to ask five or six times, yes or no. Just give a yes or no. I think most of us would go, of course not. You don't have to ask me more than once. Thirdly, and I don't want to say most importantly, perhaps it is when it comes to the integrity of the FBI. As you know, there, no one was punished. See, this is, again, and it's so important to understand the difference between having corruption within an institution versus the institution itself being corrupt. Because you're going to always have an institution, uh, a governing body, a private industry, a private club, a grouping any sort of entity that has numerous people involved and people, so, you know, people are people, peoples are peoples. And so sometimes you're going to have bad players. That does not make an institution corrupt. It's how the institution deals with those players that tells us whether the institution is corrupt itself or it's just the people within it. And when an institution is not corrupt and you have an instance where you have uh, an FBI or a Department of Justice issuing memos directing agents to infiltrate the Catholic Church uh, because of the fact that they're potential terrorists, a non-corrupt institution, when they find out, those people are made an example of. They are fired, and everyone knows that they're fired, not just within the institution, but the American people, in order to make sure everyone understands that is not how things work in this house. When the response is not firing, oh, well, yes, oh, yeah, very outraged, oh, so disappointed in this. Okay, what happened to the people who did it? Nothing. That means the institution is corrupt. Coming up, there is a member of Congress, and I played audio from this woman before, and she was born in the Soviet Union. 
specifically Ukraine. And she was elected to the House of Representatives in Indiana. She kind of grew up under communism. She grew up in a world in which people were afraid of their own government. Her exchange with Merrick Garland is very telling, and at the same time, it's very sad, given or as you know, in terms of where we are today in the United States under the Biden administration. That neck. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Seemed as if there was a time when this I suppose, depending on your culture, your age, it was recognized as instructive to listen to people who were part of history, if you will. You you listen to your elders because you recognize they've been through things I have not been through. They've made mistakes that I have not yet made. Maybe I can learn from them. Oftentimes it's in retrospect. You grow up and you're like, yeah, I remember my grandfather used to tell me this or my mom would tell me that. And and you, you realize, boy, she was right. It's not just generational. It is also very instructive. Talking or listening to people who have lived through other forms of government, for example, fascism, communism, socialism. There's an interesting theme you'll notice. We heard it during the last election, particularly from people who fled Venezuela. We hear it from people who have fled Cuba or who are descendants of those who fled uh, socialism uh, in in Cuba. One of the reasons that Florida is as red as it is. And, And the theme is always very, very similar. It is this country... If it continues as it is to go down this path, it's going under Democrat leadership. We're done for. These are the people they are. They are trying very desperately. And it's really actually kind of sad to a large degree, because here are these people, they came to this country for the purpose of freedom. Finally, many of them escaped. And it's like making it to heaven and then finding out uh, heaven is being taken over by the devil. It's. Sad, really. One of those individuals who has the benefit of knowing what it is like to live under the sort of rule that we are seeing form here in the United States is Victoria Sparts. And she grew up in Ukraine when it was part of the Soviet Union. She had the opportunity yesterday to have an exchange with Attorney General Merrick Garland, and this is that exchange. Attorney General, you had a very moving statement about your grandparents coming here uh, from Belarus to live in the country without fear of prosecution. I grew up in very similar country, Ukraine now, and when I came here as a young person, I believed in the value as an American not to be afraid of my government. But I wanted to tell you, and I want to share with you and get your thoughts on that. Are you aware that a lot of Americans are now uh, afraid of being prosecuted by your department? Are you aware about that? Are you aware of that? I'm just saying, are you aware or not? Uh, 
I think that uh, constant attacks on the department and saying no, that it's not attacks. Well, let me let me give you an example. I don't know. We talk what... about January six people. I'm sorry. Yeah, there, there some people came on January six. There are probably were some people that came on January six here. You know that had bad intent, but a lot of good Americans from my district came here because they are sick and tired of this government not serving them. They came with strollers and the kids, and there was chaotic situation because the proper security wasn't provided. That's a question that was answered really why. Why we debated for 45 minutes on the floor and didn't stop the debate after the people broke in into the Capitol. But these people came, they were throwing the smoke bombs into the crowd with strollers with kids. People were showed up, you know, FBI agent to people's houses. You had in my district, in my town, FBI phone numbers all over the district. Please call. Call that. People are truly afraid. I just want to make sure if you're not aware that you are. And this is a big problem when people are afraid of their own government. And I'll share some other things. We're talking about justice system. I don't question. You're probably not a bad person. I don't know you. But what I'll tell you, you're in charge of the department. And people right now feel, you know, I look at Durham report and I call on the FISA violations of queries of millions of Americans, right? It's like KGB, but when I read Durham reports, we have this, you have a nice, you know, playbook. First, let's have a special counsel, and then you don't have to answer any questions here. Then let's extend slow walk investigation on Hillary Clinton, on Hunter, everything is slow walk. We were very quick on Donald Trump, but you were very slow work. Then, by the time, you know, that investigation and its statute of limitation expired, and all of your agents need to be tested for amnesia. No one recalls anything. Okay, you probably should have as part of your hiring policy. So no one held accountable, which was egregious what happened, you know, in that report. When I read about them, I can't believe it happened in the United States of America. Now, that again is the uh, congresswoman from Indiana who was born in the Soviet Union, Ukraine, as it was part of the Soviet Union, Victoria Sparts. And and it, you can hear the authenticity there. This wasn't about, this wasn't some individual who was interested in politics growing up and got into college and became an intern knowing that that's what you did in order to get your foot in and be a chief of staff so that at some point you could run for office and work your way. This is a woman who grew up under a tyrannical regime, came here to the United States to live for, and has seen this country shifting and shifting to the sort of tyranny that her family fled. And, and there's almost a sense of desperation and pleading there. Do you not understand this is what you are doing? Americans are afraid of their government. And the ones who aren't afraid aren't afraid currently because it's their political opposition that is being targeted. Merrick Garland, he began to answer, and I think he actually misunderstood. I think that, or I think she misunderstood his, his the beginning of his response. I think she, she thought he was claiming that she was attacking the Department of Justice because she was saying this is an attack. But where he was going with it, I believe, was, you know, to, the only reason people think that is because people are always attacking us. They're the victims. See, it's once again blaming the American people. But that's what tyrannical regimes do. 
oh, if people are fearing us, it's not because of unequal justice. It's not because we're rounding up people who, uh, you know, we're simply at an event, not even to protest necessarily, some just there to hear his speech, praying outside in an abortion clinic, deciding in a legal capacity to represent the president of the United States, working for the president of the United States, former, that being Trump. No, no, it has nothing to do with any of that. It's because there are some Americans out there who are harming this country by criticizing us. That is the response of tyranny. Whether he realizes it or not, and she gives him the benefit of the doubt, yeah, you may be a great, I don't know you, but, and, and this is it where the authenticity and the fear, you can hear the, the pleading, do you not understand? You are making Americans fearful. Yeah, she talks about in her district, all over the place, the number to the FBI being distributed, call us. From someone who, again, escaped the Soviet Union, you can imagine, as she said, it's, like, it's a KGB. It's the Stasi. Report on your neighbors. We talked uh, last week out in California. They've set up a hotline for people to call to report uh, hate, it, not even hate crimes, but hate offenses, I think is what it was called. To call the, uh, the, in order to report on your neighbor, your friend, your family member, if they say something, essentially it's not politically correct. That is, that's KGB, that's Stasi. It is not coincidental that people from o- oppressive regimes who have escaped, we he- we've heard it and we've played audio from these people, they've written books from North Korea, from China, from the former Soviet Union, from Cuba, from Venezuela, and they're all singing the same song. That's not a coincidence. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49. Meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 82 today, a 50% chance of showers and storms tonight. Uh, low around 64, 60% chance of showers, storms tomorrow, high near 80. And Saturday, a 40% chance of showers with a high near 83, Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, during the break, we were kind of laughing because Fox News had this graphic that there's, what, like only seven biweekly paychecks until Christmas. Yep. It always blows my mind whenever there is some type of countdown right. for Christmas because it is always like closer than you think. Yeah, they finagle it to where it makes it sound really close yeah they're like it's only 14 fridays or whatever (laughs) now if you have that special someone that's difficult to shop for i recommend that you take a trip down to quick draw gun in monette brad and his team they focus on top-notch customer service and they make purchasing a new firearm as simple as possible now i mention them because they offer layaway options and they also have their custom laser engraving and seracoding services so if you want to add as like a special date to a gun, a last name, a family crest. Those are things that you can have done with those services. And right now is a good time to go ahead and get ahead of that shopping season. Now you can find all of the contact information for Brad and his team down at Quick Draw Gun under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. 
Uh, okay, so I want to play some more audio. Yesterday, there were actually were a number of different hearings. There was uh, some real back and forth. Pete Buttigieg was testifying in front of some committee, and uh, you know there was a lot of talk about essentially how they're destroying the auto industry. And um, incidentally, Democrats are very, very concerned that this is not looking good for them, and that Trump is is showing up. Uh, to show support for the UAW workers. And while Democrats are doing the same thing, Trump is making it very clear, and I think that it's common sense, and this is recognized and known amongst most workers, that part of the problem in the industry itself is the, the, the enormous cost that is being put by force by the government on the auto industry by crafting a marketplace and manipulating it so that they have no other choice but to funnel money that could go to raises instead to these electric vehicle production schemes that result in, on average, just under $60,000 per electric vehicle in loss for everyone that they sell. Back to the Garland testimony. One of the members of Congress that focused on, his, his name is um, uh, Massey, he is a congressman from Kentucky, and his focus was largely on January 6th, different components of it, up to and including, and you'll hear the questioning here, you'd think that this would be a, 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 an easy one, how many people working for or on behalf of the FBI, had infiltrated the crowd and was involved in January 6th. One of the reasons that, again, this is where some of this testimony could come in as having an impact, particularly when it comes to the upcoming elections. There is a very, very, very significant portion of the population that believe the idea that the FBI had people working on their behalf as part of the January 6th uh, riots as a conspiracy theory. They think that that is a nutty conspiracy theory. They have no idea that the FBI's admitted it. They just won't say how many people. So that's the sort of Q&A, the sort of back and forth that people who listen to the mainstream media or the late night talk show hosts listen to them mock conspiracy theorists, Republicans, these QAnon followers when they talk about FBI agents, part of the January 6th riot, that they hear this, they're like, wait, what? That, that really happened? Here is Massey questioning Garland in that arena and on specifically that that question, that issue. When I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol, can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, last time, you don't know how many there were or there were none? I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many. You've I don't know whether there are any. I think you may have just perjured yourself that you don't know that there were any. You want to say that again, that you don't know that there were any? I have any? no personal knowledge of this matter. I think what I said the you've, last time. You've had two years to day find day. out. And day. today, by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps. And yesterday you indicted him. Isn't that a wonderful coincidence on a misdemeanor? Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. 
You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there yet. You've got the guy on video who's saying go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him, 10 videos, and it's an, and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor? The American public isn't buying it. Now, the, the latter part there, I know many of you are familiar with Ray Epps. This is the individual that really was the poster boy for what the Democrats were claiming were the insurrectionists. This was a guy that the day before was out there trying to get Trump supporters whipped into a frenzy. The Trump supporters were calling him down, trying to 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 essentially eject him from their uh, their presence and and that's because he was saying we got to storm that capital tomorrow everyone my gosh we may have to go to prison for it but by gosh that's what we've got to do he was there when the the breach took place yet after being on the fbi's most wanted list all of a sudden he he dropped off he was never uh, arrested never indicted and the democrats including the department of justice said well it's because he said he didn't mean it he was sorry Meanwhile, they're rounding up grandmas and people that weren't even there and putting them in prison. So it's clear to most people that this individual, for whatever reason, is getting preferential treatment from the administration. And many believe it is because he was working on behalf, in some capacity, of the FBI. Now, Garland here, what is it? What is there are all these little telling signs. When Massey described the presence of those there on behalf of the FBI, not just as being there as observers, but as agitators, did you notice Merrick Garland did not say, now they didn't agitate. They weren't there to agitate. He did not deny that. He, he let that go unchallenged. I think that it's pretty clear what is probable when it comes to Ray Epps is that he was one of many that has been acknowledged. The, the FBI, is a, they've all acknowledged, yeah, we've had, but they won't say how many, they won't say who, they won't say what they were doing, other than they won't deny, and the attorney general there not denying that they were agitating things. But Epps is the one that got caught on film. While the question is being asked, what were the agents doing there? What were these people doing there? If Epps is in fact, or was in fact working on behalf of the FBI, that question is answered because we see it. We see him trying to convince people to storm the Capitol. We see him attempting to work people into a frenzy to storm the Capitol. That's pretty inconvenient for the administration. All of those factual components, definitely without question, suggest that at least it's a possibility that this is why they are trying to distance themselves from Ray Epps. And he mentions that, you know, it's not a coincidence. Just a day or two before this hearing, they charge him with a misdemeanor which is essentially to make it go away, in all probability. 
Matt Gates ripping into Garland yesterday. Some of that next. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on most work with A1 Custom Car Care. Uh, I mentioned yesterday that of all the, the different um, companies that are local that I, I recommend to you for a number of different services, none of them are for the reason that they're the cheapest. But it's because they do a fantastic quality job. And whenever something does go wrong, they're very responsive. It's one of the reasons that you'll hear me talk about the local businesses, too. Because you can call the people up. You can go in. You can talk to somebody. You can, you know, sometimes many of them, you're talking to the owner of the establishment uh, itself. Or at least you have the ability to do so. And A1 Custom Car Care is no difference. Why for 13 years, I've been taking all my vehicles there and recommending that my friends do, and that includes you as well. A1 Custom Car Care. Uh, All right, so here is some back and forth. Gets pretty heated at times, but a lot of great questions. And I want to reiterate, I know many of you, you watch these hearings, and I'm the same way, and I think, yeah, this is great. It exposes a lot, but, quote, what difference does it make? I fall into that myself. I do believe, however, it is possible that it does expose a lot of people, a lot of Americans who are told much of this stuff is conspiracy theory. There were no FBI agents involved in January 6th. And then if they happen to hear some of these questions asked or see the responses, it's the first time they realize that they've been lied to. And that much of what they've been told is QAnon conspiracy is actually true based not off of the questions, but the answers or the lack of answers from Attorney General Merrick Garland. This is Matt Gates grilling him yesterday. I guess I'm just wondering, Mr. Attorney General, has anyone at the department told President Biden to knock it off with Hunter? I mean, you guys are charging Hunter Biden on some crimes, investigating him on, on others. You've got the president bringing Hunter Biden around to state dinners. Anyone told him to knock it off? Our job in the Justice Department is to pursue our cases without reference uh, to what's happening in the outside world. But just yes or no? Have you and done that? That is what we do. So it's a no? No one that I know of has spoken to the White House about the Hunter Biden case. I'm wondering then. Okay, I got it. I got it. So Hunter Biden is selling art to pay for his $15,000 a month rent in Malibu. How can you guarantee that the people buying that art aren't doing so to gain favor with the president? The job of the Justice Department is to investigate criminal allegations. You have information. Are you investigating this? I mean, someone who bought Hunter Biden's art ended up with a prestigious appointment to a federal position. Doesn't it look weird that he's making he's become this immediate success in the art world as his dad is president of the United States? Isn't that odd? I'm not going to comment about any specific... Not going to comment, not going to investigate. So Hunter Biden associate Devin Archer told us that Hunter sold the appearance of access to then-Vice President Biden. Are you confident he has stopped doing that? I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. Hunter Biden associate Devin Archer told us that Hunter sold the appearance of access to then-Vice President Biden. Are you confident he has stopped? I'm going to say again that all these matters are within the purview of Mr. Weiss... 
I have not interfered with them, and yeah, I do not. Yeah, but if you were confident that he had stopped, you could. And I do not intend to interfere with yeah, him. I want to. So it was a lot of Chinese money that was working its way through these shell companies into the accounts of the Biden family. So the China initiative was set up during the Trump administration at the Department of Justice to go after the malign influence of, of the Chinese Communist Party, and the Biden Justice Department dissolved the China initiative. So I guess I'm wondering, does the department have any documents uh, that would detail the basis for why you got rid of the China initiative that President Trump had set up? The Assistant Attorney General of the National Security Division gave a long speech which explained that. He has testified before Congress several times. We'd be happy to provide you with... What's the basis? Just tell us all now. What, why, why was the China initiative dissolved? What, uh, uh, the, what the Assistant Attorney General said was that we face attacks from four nation states, North Korea, China, Russia, and Iran, and that we need to focus our attention on the broad range of these attacks. Sometimes we don't but, but, but know. Wait a you don't, are you saying that North Korea has the same malign influence risk to the United States as the Chinese Communist Party? Are you, are you trying to represent there's some parity there? Because here's what it looks like. It looks like the Chinese gave all this money to the Bidens, and then you guys came in and got rid of the China initiative, and it was successful. Like, I, I saw one rationale that you guys got rid of the China initiative because it was racial profiling. But, but one of the people you convicted was a guy named Charles Lieber, who was a Harvard professor taking $50,000 a month to do China's bidding and give them whatever research was being done. Are, are you aware of the millions of dollars that moved through Rob Walker's shell companies from Chinese Communist Party entities into Biden family bank accounts? Are you aware of that? There were a lot of questions that you just asked. Let me start with the first one about North Korea. North Korea is a dangerous actor, both kinetically and with respect to cyber. But not on par with China. I'm on the armed services I'm not in the business Attorney right General. now. Of it's, okay, it's, it I, makes I, you look I, unserious to suggest may that. May I answer your question? Or answer the question about whether or not you know about all the millions of dollars that no, moved you don't want me to answer is. about North Korea. I already know the answer, and so does everyone. They're not the same risk as China. So let's get on to serious questions and serious answers. Do you know about the money that moved through Rob Walker's shell companies, yes or no? As I have said repeatedly, I have left ma these matters to Mr. Weiss. I've not intruded. I've not interfered. I've not tried to find out it's what like he knows. It's like you're looking the other way on purpose it's because everybody knows this stuff's happening. And you know what? People don't pay bribes to not get something in return. Right. We, the, the China initiative resulted in the convictions of a Harvard professor, of someone at Monsanto. So we were working against the Chinese. They paid the Bidens. And now we're, now you're sitting here telling me that North Korea is the big threat. I've got to get to this one thing on January 6th. So did the FBI, did the FBI lose count of the number of paid informants on January 6th? Let me you, answer your question about China. I China want you to answer this question. I only get five minutes. You've already you, sort of, I think, through the pooch on China. So January 6th, did you lose count of the number of federal assets? Did you lose count and order an audit? Gentlemen's time has expired. I, I get an answer to the question of did, he, did they lose count? No, let him answer the question. The time has expired. The, the Attorney General can respond. China is the most aggressive, most dangerous adversary the United States faces, and we are doing everything within our power to rebut that, to stop that, to prevent their invasions, both kinetic, both um, and through cyberspace, and we will continue. If, you, if to do someone that. gave that answer in your courtroom when you were a judge, you would tell them they were being non-responsive, and you would direct them to answer the question. Point of order. 
All right, so that was uh, Matt Gates uh, with Attorney General Merrick Garland. I, I, I do th- so the the China initiative uh, that he was talking about. This was during the Trump administration, and one of the areas that we know that a tremendous amount of spying takes place are on university campuses where research is done, and they steal a tremendous amount of extremely valuable information that can be used against the United States. And Trump knew it, so Trump instructed the Department of Justice to really start focusing on the college campuses and to a degree of success, including the arrest of people that were spying on behalf of China. And his point is the Biden administration comes in, you have the communist Chinese funneling money to the Bidens, and all of a sudden they they, they stop that program. They direct the Department of Justice to stand down and to stop investigating Chinese spy activities on university campuses. What is interesting is Merrick Garland tries to answer the question or almost dismiss it by saying, well, the, you know, there are other countries that are problems too, like Iran and Russia and North Korea. So Russia, a country in which you also had money funneled to Joe Biden, including from an oligarch millions of dollars to the Biden family, who Biden then protected from sanctions, and Russia, that after money was flowing from that country to Hunter Biden, he did a 180-degree turn on the, the gas delivery pipeline to Europe. Iran, a country that the Biden administration just handed $6 billion to. I thought that it was pretty interesting that Merrick Garland, in his answer, trying to essentially defend the Biden administration by listing some of the most dangerous countries to the national security of the United States in this world, are all countries that have been benefiting tremendously from the policy decisions of Joe Biden. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Reminder to watch for your Godfather's Pizza alert through the KSGF app tomorrow afternoon. Brand new deal for KSGF listeners, and they do deliver. That's Godfather's Pizza. Chrissy Fulnecki in the next hour. I'm Nick